Welcome to Gen Z Girlies, the podcast designed specifically for Gen Z women and non-binary folk. This is the place where you can grow your confidence and learn about how to build careers and lives that you'll love. Here you can join a community where we sit down with other Gen Zers who are leveraging their interests and talents to make waves. I'm Maddie Baldwin, your host, your biggest supporter, and your advocate that whatever you can dream, you can do. And this, this is Gen Z Girlies. Hey, Gen Z girlies, welcome to another episode of the Gen Z girlies podcast. I'm so excited for this week's episode. We have a super special guest on our seventh episode of the Gen Z girlies podcast. We're getting near the end of season one, Um, but we'll dive right into today's episode. So podcast guest, if you just want to go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll let you take it right off. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Sophie. I think the easiest way to describe myself is I am a freelancer. So I do freelance illustration of children's books. I also do some freelance writing and I'm a content editor for a climate and sustainability website. Um, and I'm also a teacher's aide at an elementary school. So I do a little bit of everything, but I focus mostly on writing and illustration. That's awesome. That's really cool. And so like, how long have you been doing that? So illustration I well I've always known I wanted to be um, a writer and an illustrator I've been telling people that since I was about seven but I got into illustration in 2019 in college I just had a random connection that I was looking for an illustrator so I got to illustrate that book and from there it's been lots of little random connections and um, I've been very lucky so I've been able to illustrate four books I'm about to start on my fifth and sixth this fall and um yeah I I just got really lucky meeting people who needed an illustrator and asked me to yeah no that's like so exciting Sophie (laughs) so like you said you've done four so far and you have a fifth and a sixth one coming out or coming up this Mm -hmm. next year is that right yeah okay yeah yeah so what has been like your favorite part of getting to illustrate like books like that and then like I know you said that you had like connections and that you've like wanted to do it ever since you were little but like how what did that path like look like for you like really getting into Mm -hmm. it like besides just the connections like what steps did you take on your own side and uh yeah just tell me like a little bit about that. yeah so I I just worked really hard the past year or so to really curate my style um and I think I've kind of grown into my own style a little bit more in the past with other projects. I've, I've worked a lot on making it exactly how they want it, which it can be important, but I've also just worked on making my own style really mine. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't really know how I got into it. I, it was really a lot of luck, but I, um, studied art in school. I studied art and creative writing and I put a big focus on children's literature. And I think once I started uh, really committing myself to being an illustrator, it was a lot a lot easier to kind of find a path. I think before I was just like, I'm an art major and I have no idea what that means. But once I decided I was going to do illustration, I was like, okay, so now I know I need to take some further steps. I need to start 
researching the industry. I need to make some more connections. I need to develop my style. Um, and yeah, I just kind of went from there. <laughs> what was your first question? No, that was perfect. So like, you're kind of like, you kind of just kind of kept taking the next right step and kind of eventually unfurled mm-hmm. and developed kind of, is that right? It's hard because yeah. I don't, I don't have like a, a clear cut answer of what I did. It just kind of unfolded. Yeah. It just happened a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's mm-hmm. like kind of the cool thing. I've, I don't know, I've been like telling people lately, I was like, I feel like with life and career, like it should be like a healthy balance of like working hard for it, but then also like falling into mm-hmm. it a little bit, you know, like you need a little bit of both in your life for sure. Yeah. So you said you do freelance illustration, mm-hmm. right? So where do you like find the clients for doing like freelance or like how have you gone about mm-hmm. that in your life? Yeah. So the first, okay, honestly, my mom's Facebook has been a huge tool and help for me because she's been posting my art I love for years. She promotes me more than I promote myself probably. And so I feel like people are just, you know, really active on Facebook. And so that's helped a little bit, but also my former art teacher, I kept a relationship with her. She's my high school art teacher. And she was the one who connected me with the first book, um, with this woman who was looking for an illustrator that she happened to know. And she called me and was like, are you interested in doing this? I said, okay. So that book, I only did the line work for it, but it was, you know, a good first project. Um, and then, yeah, the other, the other clients have just been connections of just people I know. Um, okay. And yeah, I think it's, I think it's important to, stay in touch with people, you know, and try to, um, yeah, like the one that I just did, it's not out yet, but, um, I just finished working on those illustrations was a mom group that my sister was in on Facebook that someone had posted in looking for an illustrator. And so she gave her my contact info, but I think just being open to people and being open to saying yes to things, um, is important, but I've also said no to things too. Um, I think Instagram has also been a help to me because I have an art account, um, Purely Sophia Studios, and I uh, post art on there, and I've had people reach out to do commissions and stuff through there as well. So just slowly building my portfolio, yeah. So kind of like creating, like keeping the connections you have, but just like finding connections Mm -hmm. other ways, and you just kind of like people will find you if you Mm -hmm. kind of need them. Yeah. So I really don't know much about illustration or like what that process is like I mean like I have an idea of what it is from what I Mm -hmm. kind of know about it but like what would like if you were starting like a new illustration project like what does the day-to-day of finishing or like working on that project kind of work like look like for you from like I guess from like ideation Mm -hmm. to like the final production piece yeah like how would you go about that Yeah. So since I'm a freelancer, I don't work for a publisher. I don't have an agent as of yet. Um, I'm considering looking for agents for illustrating, but I don't have one right now. So I'm just, yeah, finding clients really random ways. Um, So every client has been a little bit different because they're all publishing different ways. I've had one do it through Amazon. I've had one do it through this thing called Westbow. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's so many different avenues to do it. So it's always been different. And 
and the author's understanding of illustration and of self-publishing is always different too. Sometimes I feel like I have to do, help them do a lot of catch-up work um, when I don't even know half the time what, how they're publishing. Like, I don't, I don't know all the details either, but um, so usually I'll, I'll talk with a client and I'll ask to read their manuscript so I can just get the story in my head. Um, And then I'll just ask kind of what style they're going for. And depending on how detailed or undetailed they want it or how many illustrations they want, that's where we talk about pricing and everything. And then, um, so I, when I illustrate, I always, I do digital art mostly. So I always start with a color palette because that helps me keep everything cohesive. And then I'll kind of sketch out every illustration, just a really rough sketch, and I'll send it to them for approval. Because in the past, I've had situations where I've illustrated something and they approved the sketch and then I started coloring and I worked on it for like seven hours and then they're like can you change this and I said nope I cannot that's I sent you the sketch and all these things along the way for approval and yeah so there can be times where it's not very fun but um yeah that's just what I I do normally and then I get started with coloring and everything so yeah no yeah that's I mean that's super interesting and like I think like even I've run into like recently is just like and talk to people about how important it is to like double you know like like you were saying like if you do like all this work on the front end like you can't just be like oh I'll redo (laughs) it and it's like how do we balance like wanting to you know like do like a good job for like the person that we're like working for but also like charging like for what you're worth and not just like kind of going over you know everything um have you found any way to like really balance that or is it just kind of like communicating on the front end yeah it's I kind of initially have to tell them like it's not gonna be exactly how you're visualizing it in your head because I can't see in your head so I have to communicate that well because I want to be able to capture exactly what they want but that's impossible you know and sometimes they don't even know what they want so yeah just have to be flexible and um I've I've become very open to to criticism constructive criticism as well that's part of being an art major and a creative writing major like it's just part of the part of the job so I I do take suggestions and I'm like very open to them making changes in early stages and stuff and I want to try to get what they want I want to try to capture it so yeah no that I mean I think that is definitely, like, a huge thing I guess you probably have to, like, come to terms with is, like, being okay with, like, taking criticism, but, like, also knowing, like, what you can put out and, like, being confident and like, what you do as well, like, balancing that. Um, that definitely sounds like quite a feat. Um, so, like, within your, like, illustrations and, like, I know that you have a lot of projects that you've done and that you have coming up, what is, like, one what is like your, I guess, like your prouded, proudest, like achievement or like project that you've worked on? Like if you had one thing that you were like, this like, in, like encompasses like who I am as like an illustrator, like what would that be for you? So I would say that would actually be a book that is not published and has not seen the outside world aside from my children's lit class. But I wrote a book as a final project for my children's lit class last year and it's called The Lonely Little Merman and it's about um I I might have showed you that I can't remember um but it's about a 
a little merman who is trying to get people to care about ocean conservation. So it goes over all these different issues um, in the I ocean. Think you like, may have, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and oil spills and bottom trawling, things like that. And it's um, trying to make it accessible to kids, which is really cool. And then another project that I love is one I did with my sister. So we wrote this book together. It's called The Garden in the Jar. And this was commissioned by a Japanese garden in our hometown of Rockford. Um, and it was just really fun because we got to work on it together. And um, that was actually before I did digital art. So it's all watercolor illustrations. And I did them all in spring of 2020. And then the book got delayed for two years because of COVID. But And it's only sold in one place, which is the garden. But I just love it because it was a really cool thing I got to do with my sister. So like with that, like in your career, because like that would be like something that I think some people like what what like what defines success to you? Like is success something that's important to you? And like how? Yeah. Like what does that look like a little bit to you? Because I think especially like a lot of Gen Z right now has like a push. I think that they feel like they need to like have things done or like that need to be like seen like to like a like a big extent, I think especially with like social media right now mm-hmm. with like going viral and like that kind of idea is like such an important aspect of our like world right now. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, like what does success yeah. look like for you, especially like with you saying that like that's your favorite one that you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I can relate to that because I'm on TikTok and I post videos and I want people to right. see them, but it's also like, which yeah. I love your TikTok by the Thank way. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, and there's so many kids now that that they want to grow up and be an influencer or YouTuber or a gamer, like things that mm. we never really would have thought of when we were kids. And it's like success has changed a lot, the definition of it. But I personally think it's like being able to set a goal and then work towards it. And it can be a small goal or it can be a large goal. Like my large goal could be I want to be a novelist and have tons of books out in the world you know but my small goal could be today I want to query another agent or today I want to finish Mm. an illustration or something like that and having achieved those things like being able to do those small goals I think that's success because you're still a step further than you were before um even if you're not like yeah yeah even if you're not achieving these super high-reaching goals yet you're still working towards those so yeah right of course yeah so like what like in that realm of like that what like what would you say to like if there was like another gen z person who was like really struggling with like success and like feeling like they weren't achieving a lot um like i know you said like one step kind of in front of the like in front of the other but like do you have, like, any other, like, advice that you would, like, give someone of, like, that it's okay or, like, yeah, like, what like what advice would you give or, like, what would you say to another Gen Zer? Yeah, I think imposter syndrome is very prevalent, you know, I but it's easy to look at other people and think that they're being super successful when really they might not be and they might just be presenting themselves that way. And it's really easy to just be kind of misguided by that. Um, so it's important to just know that, like, you're doing good. Like just keep taking those baby steps and you'll be fine. And yeah, it's, 
it's like you don't have to have an end goal like I think we all want to be successful when we're young but a lot of people aren't aren't super successful until they're like 50 or 60 and that's kind of hard to hear sometimes but it's just life and it's it's like we don't need to get everything done right now it's okay to just take it slow and enjoy your life enjoy the day-to-day and just yeah work little by little Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think one of my favorite things that I always, I I think I see it probably going around TikTok sometimes, but like also other things is, and I'm probably going to get these like people and ages wrong or whatever, but I think it was like, like you're never too old. Like it was like Vera Wang didn't just like like, Mm -hmm. design her first dress until she was like 42 and Oprah didn't start her show until she was like I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but like yeah, I know what you're like talking about. About how like all yeah 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 about how like all these people have had like so much success like later in life and that you can just it's okay not to be like hustle culture. You don't have to be and, a like, wonderkin. Like when you're super yeah. young. Exactly. Yeah, and like you can like work and like enjoy your career and like be ambitious without killing yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's okay, for sure. Yeah. No, I I really like what you said. Do you feel, like, in your life at all, like, do you feel like you struggle with imposter syndrome at all? Or Definitely, um, yeah. Is that not something that you think so? Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, it's just, like, sometimes I feel like I will make all this progress, and then it just comes to a halt, and then I take a bunch of steps backwards. And especially as someone who just graduated and is just starting out my career, it's really hard to reconcile with that sometimes especially because I've had the same dream since I was so little I feel like I've been working towards it for so long but then I'm like wait I'm 22 like I'm okay it's okay if I'm like you're you're doing some road bumps like yeah (laughs) and I mean honestly again like you are 22 and Mm -hmm. you're already an illustrator who has four books (laughs) illustrated out and like two more in the works like that's pretty amazing sometimes I think Like, like Maybe people look at me and they feel imposter syndrome because they're not as far along as I am. And that's weird to me to think about because I look at other people and I'm like, why am I not where they're at? But it's okay. Like we're all just, we're all just going with the flow, you know? We're so used to like comparing our own like lives to like Mm -hmm. other people's lives and how they're doing. Yeah. I think recently I saw, do you know Jenna Kucher at all? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I mean, you didn't have to, but so she's someone that I like, (laughs) how dare you not? Um, She's someone I follow on Instagram Mm -hmm. though, who I think she's like a photographer and marketer, but she has a um, podcast as well that I listen to sometimes, but on it the other day, she said, I mean, it was like probably like by the other day, I mean like two years ago, but you know, Um, (laughs) she said, (laughs) she said something about that was actually like really helpful for me too. And like my own kind of like imposter syndrome, but also just like comparing my life to other people was that what she does a lot of the times is like, if there's something like she sees someone like on Instagram, you know, that's like done something big that she like really want, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like you just like, sometimes you just like want something. You're like, Oh my gosh, like why am I not doing that? That like what she does is she kind of, she looks like what they've accomplished and then she'll like sit down and like break it down and be like, mm-hmm. okay, what steps did they have to take to accomplish that? And a lot of the times you get, like you write those steps down and you're like, oh, I'm not willing to like take those steps to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel a lot better because you're like, okay, well, 
that make like it makes you be able to celebrate that person and like the effort they've put into mm-hmm. it. But then it's also a little bit clarifying for you to be like, okay, well, if I really want that kind of thing in my life, I have to take these steps, mm-hmm. and I might not be willing to. I don't know. It's just something that's like yeah, helped me personally in my own bit, yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it puts it into perspective. Um, but yeah, no. So it's definitely, definitely kind of a hard thing. I think in the field. I think especially with just Gen Z, especially, and like, there's just like such this push of like mm-hmm. being the best and like being so ahead of the curve, and it's like really not that important at the end of the day. You know, yeah. We're like so much more aware of the curve now too than people in the past were because we see everybody all the time. So it's like always right there in our faces. Exactly. I know. And it's like, how do we manage that? But yeah, I think like, just like you were saying, it's just putting one step in front of the other and like knowing that our goals are our own goals, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, where do you see... So I know that you talked a little bit about maybe your like big goal is like being a novelist. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is it you said? Okay. So like, do you see um, yourself as like an illustrator moving that direction? Like how do like what like what what in your wildest dreams <laughs> of dreams? Like <laughs> how does your like career panning out? Like what does that look like for you? Yeah. So I love writing middle grade novels. I love writing young adult okay. and I love writing children's lit too but I think mostly I like working on novels over picture books um so I do love illustration I think eventually it's something that I want to be able to just do for myself rather than doing it for clients I think it's more enjoyable when it's just me being able to be creative and tell my own stories um but you know first I gotta get a little more established as a writer so yeah my my dream is just to be able to live off my books, which I is a, it's a hard dream, but it's tangible, you know, like I can it get is, there, absolutely. but it's yeah. a lot of work. So, um, I also would love to work in publishing, like as an editor. So I've been hunting down editorial assistantships and internships and all kinds of things, um, trying to kind of get my foot in the door there, but that's a very competitive industry as well. So yeah, like we were talking about baby steps, I'm just trying to, right. Yeah, so I'm right now I'm kind of when it comes to writing, um, I'm looking for agents and stuff and okay. um yeah, eventually in my wildest dreams I'll just be a writer. But I mean that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ways so, off. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like what like you were saying, like with the publishing field, like being competitive, like like how is it like why is it so competitive and like what do you really have to do to stand out? Like what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the book world is very, yeah, it's it's just competitive. There's there's so many <laughs> okay. people that are going it, for these roles, yeah, and a lot of people. there's always going to be someone more qualified than you. Um, so I think what's helped me, I've gotten, I've applied for probably twenty five different jobs and internships, and okay. I've gotten four interviews. And so, I think what has helped me is learning how to write a good cover letter, learning okay. how to like get your resume and everything together. And that that's helpful. But um, something somebody told me she, she works for Harper Collins, I believe she's just like, some acquaintance I made on LinkedIn. um, That was a former alum of Asbury. And somehow I connected with her and I asked her, what can I do like better? 
And she said one thing that people look for when they're looking for interns and stuff is social media experience, which honestly, that's kind of annoying because it's always (laughs) social media, you know, but like, that was one thing. That was one thing she told me. And so I put that on my resume. I put social media experience because I have like a decent amount of followers on TikTok. So it's like, I guess that counts. And so be, I got I, an interview I think that for definitely counts. <laughs> I got an interview for that internship. So I was like, okay. So I don't know. It's it's kind of like you really have to put yourself out there and not okay. second guess yourself. You know, you got to be confident in your skills and really like put your best face forward. Like you yeah. got to be like, I'm really good at in this industry, and I love reading. I love books, and yeah, it's just it's not like there's anything wrong with you if you don't get those positions. It's just like. There's so many other people. Yeah. It's so oversaturated and so hard to, like, get your Mm -hmm. foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So if you did get, like, one of those um, internships, would that be, like, reading books? Or is it, like, what, like, what, like, what does, like, a internship in publishing, like, mean? Or, like, what does that look like? Do you know? Or, like, is it kind of just in the world? Yeah, it's an editorial internship. I think it probably depends on the publisher, but... I think you might just be helping read manuscripts, networking with people that work there, learning the day-to-day at a publisher. It's more of like a learning experience. Um, but yeah, okay. it probably depends on where you're at. I I don't honestly know. No, I just yeah. kind of want to yeah. get in there. So. <laughs> and I mean, that's I'll like do anything. Do. Okay, so many jobs, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, I'll give anything. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think, I mean, and that's, like, such, like, an important part, too, though, right, of just, like, any starting out is, like, mm-hmm. just being willing to jump in and kind of do whatever and, like, just figure out, like, where you feel like you fit in that world yeah. you want to be in as well. Yeah. Um. So, like, how does your illustration and then, like, also, like, the way that you, like, like to write and, like, your interest in publishing, like, I know that they're all, like, I see how they all interact, but, like, how would that kind of like really pan out like it's like do you like have like an idea of Mm -hmm. them like all kind of coming together to like further your career or do you like keep them separate I don't know in my mind they're kind of separate goals so okay I think they could interact because they're I mean me publishing my own books and then me working for a publisher are they might be like interacting at some point there but I don't I don't really like expect them to you know I'm not trying to get work in publishing just so I can further my own writing career it's like I'm really interested in working with other writers and working with agents and kind of curating what books go out into the market like I think that's super interesting so it's kind of a separate goal that I think I would really enjoy if I could get into the career and if not I'll just keep working towards my other goal of being a writer like I think I can I think I could do both, but if it has to be one or the other, that's fine too. <laughs> no, I love that. I mean, I think that's like great too. It's just like remind people too that like things can be separate as well. Like not every mm-hmm. side hustle has to like feed into every other side hustle and like, mm-hmm. or like every like hobby has to like necessarily be your like main thing for sure. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so like seeing like where you are now and like, I know that you still have like a little bit still to go on like where you're headed, but 
with where you are now and like what you've seen so far on your journey, like would you change anything about what you've done? Or are you pretty happy with the path you've maintained so far? Yeah, I think one thing I would have done differently is I would have started calling myself a writer a little bit earlier. It was something I was kind of embarrassed about for a really long time, especially like middle school and high school. I just, I think it kind of gets a reputation sometimes for, sometimes for being like something that weird people do. Creative writing is like a weird major. And I was just kind of embarrassed of it, but I didn't need to be because it's not weird. It's like anybody who's ever read a book, like, you know, that came from a writer. So um, I think I would have started embracing that a little bit sooner. I really didn't until my sophomore year of college when I added that major and I was like, what have I been doing? Like, this is what I want to, this is what I want to do with my life. So why have I not embraced this sooner? Um, and I don't think it would have really changed my trajectory a whole lot, but it would have changed my outlook and it would have maybe gotten me a little jump started, but a year, you know, I would have been writing a little bit longer, but, um, yeah, I think I would have just tried to embrace that. Yeah, no, definitely, like, owning what you're doing and just, like, being, like, Mm -hmm. again, just, like, kind of, like, I guess it's, like, that's not necessarily imposter syndrome we were talking about, but, like, being okay with who you are, kind of, and, like, being Mm -hmm. more confident in it. Yeah. And, like, that, and, like, how crazy, like, just so much as, like, believing in yourself can, like, actually really just push you forward Mm -hmm. and, like, give you the room to, like, do what you really want to do. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, like, alongside all of, like, the writing and illustration and publishing internships that you're applying for, which feels like you've got a lot going on there, like, how (laughs) do you balance all of that? (laughs) How do you balance all of that with just living your life? And, like, do you feel like you, like, have a break between the two? Or is there a healthy balance? Or do they all kind of flow into each other like what like what does that look like for you honestly this summer I have not really had a schedule I I just kind of yeah so I'm I'm a um intern with Asbury's um advancement office so I work with donors and do writing projects for them and all kinds of stuff and then I'm also a content editor for that one website and I write and illustrate So it's just kind of lots of little side projects that just kind of come up. And sometimes I have barely anything to work on. And then sometimes I have a ton. So I think that's part of being a freelancer is like sometimes the work just like hits you. And so a lot of times if I'm feeling like I need to just work and get things done, I leave the house and I go sit in a coffee shop or something. And I just sit there for like four hours and try to just get as much done as possible. But I think other times it's just like, I'll just do a little bit during the day and then, yeah, kind of go about the rest of my day. So I haven't had an actual job this summer. I've just been focusing on my writing and my illustrations. Um, This fall, I will be actually working. So we'll see how it works with me having a job (laughs) during the day and then having to do everything else in the evenings. But yeah, I I don't know how that's going to work out yet, but we, we will see. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll figure out. I mean, like, I feel like with freelancing already, you have to be like so on top of like how to schedule your time correctly. And like, Mm -hmm. it sounds like you do a lot of that already, like with getting work done or like going to a coffee shop. Do you have any like 
other productivity like tips or like hacks that you would like could share like with our audience that I mean like for me like I I mean I do a lot of like the coffee shop thing as well but like yeah anything else like in that realm I I try to make a to-do list every day too because I actually did not have any sort of planner or anything for the first I think for the first three years of college, I don't think I actually started using a planner until my senior year and my life was so much easier. And I'm like, why didn't I do this? So I make a to-do list. I make a to-do list every (laughs) day of just what I need to get done. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I, if I can't get something done, I cross it off and I put it on the next day, but I like really try to get everything done in the day that I need to, even if it's just like a part of a project. So that's helped me a lot. Um, but yeah, I think getting out of the house is very helpful for me. I'm, I'm not able to work in these conditions, but, (laughs) but it's, it's nice to be able to just go to a different atmosphere, (laughs) kind of full of other people that are also working and like, yeah, that's been very helpful for me. No, those are some like great tips. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I was just talking to, um, someone and we were talking about how like how hard it is to get like work done like at the house like it's like I work remotely too right now and I love Mm -hmm. I could never imagine really going back to the office but I do have like such a hard time just like actually getting any work done at home like I have to leave which is so interesting because I spend so much on coffee (laughs) awful but I'm like so it's it's so bad I like it's, it's getting insane. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot, I just, my budget is not going well, <laughs> but I'm also like, you know, okay. I deserve it. Right. <laughs> yeah. If this is what I need to do to get some exactly. work done. I feel like, like it's jobs worth. should start to like, <laughs> exactly. Coffee budget. Like jobs should start to have like some budget that like, yes, yeah, a coffee budget, like instead of like your salary like you like your salary but then you also like they're like okay but you also have two hundred dollars to like spend on coffee every month I'm like, That'd I would be love that I would love that I feel like that would that would help me out a lot right yeah exactly um so like I know you're talking about like so like doing like a lot of coffee shops and like how that can kind of like helps with productivity but also it's kind of fun because it's like your job but also like life and Mm -hmm. kind of mix the two a little bit but how do you like actively seek out like outside of like work and everything like what does um kind of just like friendship and like finding community look like to you like do you have like trouble finding like community or like what are some ways that you find that or like ways that you've worked on kind of building that up in your Mm -hmm. life to be transparent it's really hard once you graduate college to still be able to find that intentional community um, because you, you come from a campus that are full of people to hang out with all the time and you have your friends just living in the same place as you. And then suddenly you graduate and everybody's all over the country or everybody's back in your college town and you're moving back home with your parents or like, it just can be kind of hard to, to keep up with some of those friendships. Um, so I, I do try to just keep up with my older friends from college, mm-hmm. but I've also tried reconnecting with some of my high school friends that still live in my hometown. Um, and then I'm just trying to get plugged in with communities here and make friends here. So I have made a few friends, but yeah, it's not easy. And 
I think having a community of people is really important and it's really beneficial, but yeah, it is difficult. So I think just being open to making new friends um, wherever you can get them, because I think being in your 20s and moving somewhere new is is very scary. So yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that community is just it's so hard right now, especially I think for like the Gen Z generation, just I mean, like my thoughts on it and you can like let me know like whether you feel along the same lines, but I just feel like, which like for better or for worse, like our society, like we are moving towards so much of like an individualistic society, just Mm -hmm. more and more like that's kind of our like focus in the world is just, um, you don't really know your neighbors anymore. And like, which is like fine, you know, like there's not necessarily anything bad with that, but we do kind of leave out the part where like people are really important and like do really impact like whether, um, just our like our mental health or like emotional health like even like our like work at like work at like our work just like because we need like that emotional balance um Mm -hmm. but it can be so hard and like like you were saying like I had the same thing like when I graduated from like college and university it was like so weird because you get so used to living with like essentially your best friends <laughs> and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're not around and you have to like figure out this whole new way of like doing friendship um yeah like what do you think are some ways that like that gen z can approach that in like a better way or like work to like change that like do you have any ideas of like what steps could be t- like what concrete steps people could take to kind of get out of that like no community kind of place or like that or feeling Mm -hmm. lonely kind of idea I feel like we start to think we really know somebody just by seeing them on social media a lot and it kind of tricks us a little bit because seeing someone online is not the same at all as seeing someone in person and so I try to be intentional about if I'm going to ask a friend to go get coffee about really following through with that or just trying to make concrete plans with somebody um so that we can have time face to face and not not spend all of our time messing messaging each other just on Instagram or just sending each other videos like I don't want that to be my friendship with somebody in in its whole you know I want to be able to actually spend time with someone and go somewhere with someone and yeah I think it's important that we we really prioritize face to face contact over over social media contact right or just digital contact are you often the one that reaches out to other people or do you let people reach out to you? Um, and which, yeah, like how does, how does that go about? I think in the past I've been the kind of person to let people reach out to me, but then it would end up where people don't always think to reach out to you. And then you're like, Oh, I'm all by myself. And then I think so. Yeah, I think it's important to be able to reach out to other people and just get used to doing that, even if it's outside of your comfort zone, which it is for me. Yeah, I I don't have an easy time yeah. asking people to go do things, but no, it's really hard. Like, do you do you have anything that you've like used to kind of get like try to get over like feeling uncomfortable about it, or do you just kind of like push through it? Like, how do you how do you tackle that? No, I'm just like I'm just gonna go for it. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah. Just like kind of yeah. ready, just like put yourself out there. I mean, and I think mm-hmm. that's like, 
really just what's so important these days is just like being willing to kind of just push your put yourself out there Mm -hmm. um and I think you're really you're really great at that too you you've always been someone who's like I'm I'm just gonna go out and do whatever like you especially when we were like studying abroad together you would just go out and do literally anything like at any time I always just like appreciated that about you because you just do anything you you want (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> well, I mean, I did, that definitely came with like practice. Like, there's still definitely times where like I'll like feel anxious or awkward about it. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I mean, like because I remember like there used to be times when like I wouldn't. But I feel like my life has just like like at one, some point you just have to be like, well, if I want this, like I just have to be okay with like going out and doing it as well. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So do you, like, yeah, so, like, I think just, like, with, like, building community, like, in your life, um, do you feel like you, like, are you happy, like, with the direction you're currently headed in? Like, do you feel good about it? Yeah, I do. It's, it's slower at times than I would like, and sometimes I really struggle with still living at home in my hometown because there's not a lot going for me here that could progress my career um just I don't know I just feel like I I really want to be able to like get out there and yeah move to a new big city and meet <laughs> new people but sometimes you just have to to take it easy and enjoy where you're at and try to Absolutely. try to make the most of it yeah and definitely. I love living at home and having my parents pay for groceries and not have to pay for rent and be able to sleep in my comfy bed and everything so right yeah just learning to appreciate everything exactly you've got to take advantage of like what's put in front of you sometimes too and like Mm -hmm. use that to like yeah move to the next thing um like with that if there was like a someone like a Gen Zer who is like really interested in kind of following along to like a similar path that you've been able to follow just with like um, I mean, it can really, really be with anything, but like illustration or publishing um, or just kind of that like industry, that realm, like what are like some tips that you would give them or like advice that you would give to uh, mm-hmm. a Gen Zer who's really interested in pursuing a similar um, path? Yeah, I would say produce a lot of work. Um, okay. I think by writing a lot or by working on your art a lot, you're only going to improve. And I think... Um, I think that's just really important because I think an artist is never, never at their peak, you know, like there's always right. improvements that you can make and there's always new that. styles that you can develop or like always new stories to write. So I think just being really willing to produce a lot of work and to work hard in that aspect um, will be very helpful to you. And I think sometimes through doing that opportunities will just present themselves and you won't really expect them but sometimes um people will just be really interested in what you have to do if you do everything with a lot of passion I think people will see that and yeah be interested in working with you so it's just important to work really hard and um yeah sometimes opportunities will just present themselves if you just continue working towards your goals um and just working towards bettering yourself with those skills and just be open for things to happen and like yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like like you said earlier, like say yes to things and um, mm-hmm. but also know when to say no. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, that's super helpful, Sophie, just on like 
getting into publishing and like honestly that's so cool just like what you've been able to accomplish so far and like at 22 like, that's amazing just like and I mean I've even got like been able to like see your work and like I know I've enjoyed like seeing it and like I think I've like been able to read like Aww. a little bit of it and like you are so incredibly talented and like definitely an ins- yeah and definitely an inspiration to me like I so appreciate it just like because, like, I mean, I know, like, you know, but, like, I love to write as well. But I've also, like, mm-hmm. had a hard time with, like, whether or not to call myself a writer. Maybe for, like, slightly different reasons than you. But, like, for me, just never, like, feeling like I needed to have things published or, like, done before mm-hmm. I could, like, really take that title. But, honestly, like, I always really appreciated, like, the way that you just kind of, like – I. Like, I think I saw, like, when you started calling yourself a writer, and I was like, oh, my goodness, like, she definitely, Aww. like, yeah, and I was like, I've always thought of her as a writer, and so then I was like, I mean, it was just helpful for me as well, like, on my end to be like, Aww. yeah, and I think that's, like, such a cool thing about, like, and, like, even, like, this podcast, like, the idea behind it is just, like, being able to see other like Gen Zers who are like in our like same place in life and working on the same things mm-hmm. and like realizing like oh I mean if they can do that like so can I like that's totally like accessible mm-hmm. and like possible for us all you know um and I think that we need more of that and like we need like less competition because mm-hmm. I think we it's so easy to view the world and like job opportunities and everything with like a scarcity mindset but in reality, yeah. there's so much room for everyone. And, like, there are, like, sure, like, things can get competitive. But, I, I mean, like, we all can find a place in it. And, like, the more that we, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, give other people room as well, like, the more room they'll give us. Like, it's just kind of like a symbi- symbiotic yeah. circle, you know? Yeah, but that is, like, so cool to hear, like, a little bit about your career and, like, just the fact that you've had, like, the passion and drive to, like, stick with it since you were seven like that's amazing um (laughs) thank you yeah so I mean like as we're like wrapping up um is there anything like new or like I mean it can be career-wise it can be life-wise I mean kind of just anything but like something new that you're like really excited about like like what are you kind of like obsessed with right now like any new book series any new bands but like something that our audience might be like interested in as well but something that you've been like loving lately oh man I know it's kind of a hard Um, question (laughs) sorry to put you on the spot a little bit I'm such a consumer of so many things that's like (laughs) that's a hard question um I have been really interested in like ancient art history especially this past year I I took an art history class and I thought I was going to hate That's it because so I cool. was like, oh, boring art history class. But I loved it. And I think more people should learn about ancient art history. Okay. I love that. Where did you take the, like, <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah. Where did you take the course? Like, was it a college course? I took or? it. I took it in college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's like TikTokers now that I follow and I can't think of any of their handles, but Okay. I, I get a lot of that kind of content or like that, anthropological content, stuff like that, I think is so interesting. And I, yeah, I've been learning a lot about that. So, well, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I think I see them on actually on TikTok a little bit too, like not <laughs> as many as I'm sure you see, but that's such a cool, like, I don't know. I just like love hearing what people are interested in. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing <laughs> that with us. Um, so, 
going off, like, if our audience, like, wants to connect with you or um, what are some of your, like, Instagram or, like, TikTok handles or, like, what's the best way for them to find mm-hmm. you online? Yeah. So my Instagram and TikTok handles are the same. It's Sophia. And then I also have a art Instagram. I don't use that one as much, but it's called purely.sophia.studios. So purely Sophia Studios. Um, yeah, really catchy there, but I'm just awesome. Um, <laughs> no, it's yeah. <laughs> so if you if you want to check those out. Yes, definitely. That's super great. Thanks. And I mean, I definitely recommend going and following Sophie on everything. I follow her. She's very, <laughs> she's very both funny and talented on TikTok. It's a really Thank good you. mix. <laughs> yes. And, she and I, probably... I post um, outfits of the days. She on does. Instagram sometimes <laughs> if you want to see those. If you want fashion, if you want art, <laughs> if you want illustration, if you want funny, Sophie has it. So definitely go and follow her on there. Um, she is definitely, I think, one to watch in the publishing and illustration world and novel world up and coming. Um, thank you. So (laughs) I'm so excited to just like watch where you go, Sophie. And, um, so thankful that I've like gotten to just so far even watch where you've, where you've gone. Um, thank you. Yeah. But of course, thank you so much for joining us today. And it was really such a delight to have you, um, it was really, yeah, truly Thank you wonderful. for having me. Yeah, yeah of course. And it was great. Yeah. And for our audience, um, just so they know, which if they don't already, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. Um, our handle is Gen Z Girlies Podcast. Um, and then if you want to get in contact with us, you can also email us at genzgirliespodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for new people to interview or we just want to hear your thoughts. Um, please reach out. We would love to hear from you and hope that you would maybe want to join our community because we're all just here to be Gen Z girlies together and navigate career <laughs> and life and just figure that out in the best way possible. Um, but thank you so much for joining us again, Sophie. And thank you audience, um, everyone in the audience for listening. Um, this was really exciting and we're just really excited to get to share career and life. So thank you so much. And yeah, this is Sophie and Maddie signing off. <laughs> <laughs>